Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code believe 50 that's B L E A V five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where we wax poetic about what's going on in our backyard about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Javon J. Love Adams. And with me is a gentleman that played professional baseball. He also played in the National Football League or the NFL. I got to ask him if he refers to it to, to it as the NFL or the National Football League. I always hear those talking heads talk about the National Football League, but want to hear what he says. Uh, but he also played in the the National Football League, and he is vested. If you know, you know. Make sure you do your Googles and you'll find him. But the one and only Ed Smith, what's up, man? Man, we're cre- creeping toward regular season. Uh, you know, got to get through this preseason first. But you know it's the best time of the year, man. It's little League Baseball, <laughs> Little League World Series time, man. And the international yeah. teams are back and the fans are packing the stadiums, man. It's a beautiful thing. Day, day two. <laughs> you a fool for that man but that that is you as for as long as i've known you that is definitely one of the <laughs> things that you love about this time of year so all right look full disclosure y'all it's preseason i mean it's preseason it's like i mean it's preseason i know that there's some storylines and we're going to get to some things i want to get i was as they say in uh since we are in the media biz easy we i was on assignment last week around this time because i went to for a cruise, uh, my wife and, uh, my wife and I and, and our, and our son. So I was, I was disconnected on purpose. Uh, but we want to talk about just really briefly talk about the, uh, what you saw in the, in the preseason game last week. I know I saw the stats and we can get into some of those things, any high level things that came across. I did see that Kyler Murray, uh, called some plays in the fourth quarter that, that experiment is still going on. I want to talk about preparation. For is there any way that you can prepare for the second half of the season as a team um, to help you to be more mentally mentally strong or to be more physically ready to go for the second half of a season? Based upon some comments that I that I heard about earlier today, and then we'll talk about that Deshaun Watson situation going on in Cleveland, just to get some get your thoughts on that. But first of all, preseason game number one in the books, the Arizona Cardinals were victorious over the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it was what well, the final score, I believe, was thirty six to twenty three, if I am correct there. Let me check. Yep. 36 to 23. Uh, Trace McSorley, uh, he, he played most of the game. Uh, he was 13 for 22, 163 yards, had a touchdown. Uh, and then the, the backup QB came in seven for 10, 54 yards, um, and, and a touchdown. I mean, I know you kind of watched it and I know you kind of, kind of, uh, uh, fast forwarded through some things. Anything that you saw that caught your eye, whether on the defense, defensive or offensive side of the ball? Well, the only thing, a couple different things. One, I guess we can feel confident if we ever get down to our third string quarterback, he's at least capable of going out there and calling plays and, you know, running some, uh, you know, some different uh, parts of the offense. Uh, I guess 
hopefully they would, the other team would have their third and fourth strings in as well to, you know, to take a little <laughs> bit of the edge off of them. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we saw a little bit of Zayvon Collins, but we didn't see a whole lot from Zayvon right. Collins. Uh, and that was one of the things that was even pointed out in a couple different articles. And I think, you know, you can't really take a whole lot from preseason, especially who's playing, who's not. But if you are going to be out there on the field, you'd like to see him splashing a little bit. And, you know, it's just one of those things where Zayvon's not going to be asked to make a small jump this year. Yes. In my opinion, if the Cardinals are going to be successful, he's going to be asked to make a huge jump from 21%, 20% of the snaps total last year, 25 total tackles in 17 games. You know, you're talking about if he's going to be some portion of this defense, man, those numbers are going to have to really be beefed up. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, little action, uh, not much going on out there for him. I think he had one tackle. Uh, you know, other positions you look at the cornerback position, Marco Will, uh, Wilson, he got a start, but, uh, didn't really do anything impressive. He had to pass interference penalty. I think it was, uh, you know, didn't do much. Um, and then the other thing, Matt Prater missed a couple of, uh, extra points, you know, and these are things, Jay, obviously these games mean nothing. They right. don't count in anybody's stat sheets or anything like that. But like, but. You know, Matt Prater, hey, we're only a few weeks for go from a regular season. You know, we can have you missing extra points. How many times does it come down to a missed extra point, puts you behind the eight ball, the rest right. of the game, you're chasing those points, you end up losing by two or three or something stupid like that. And then, like I said, the thing with Zayvon Collins, uh, we definitely – I need to see him out there, especially if you're going to be playing against second and third string guys. Uh, Jay, this is the time for him to be out there flossing. And right. shining. He should look like the superstar, a starter out there amongst uh, second and third string guys. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, the other thing, and this is kind of off the rail a little bit. I just noticed, Jay, how this whole thing with Kyler Murray has become more of like a, a sideshow joke for everybody, this whole play calling thing. Right, you right. Know, I thought the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. For me, man, this isn't a game. One, you're messing with other people's careers and their time out there on the field and stuff like that. Because you're still evaluating these offensive players based upon the play calls that he's making. Thank you. And you got this, hey, we're just going to have some fun where we're going to get him, keep him involved, that kind of thing. Let me ask you a question. Did you have to keep keep, uh, Patrick Mahomes involved last week? No, because he actually went out there and played with his team. He actually played a season, a series, scored a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, other ones out there, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't have to keep him engaged. You know, this is your tactic. Like I said, there are other ways to do it. And I'm not I'm not a big fan of this whole thing where, you know, like everybody – like here's another thing, Jay. I'm watching him doing the game, you know, because I kind of skimmed through it. He's running around grabbing the guy's water as they're coming off the, the field. And I'm like, look, man, you know, this isn't showtime. This isn't, you know, hey, let me get some camera time and show how involved I am. I'm looking after my dudes and stuff like that. Dude, there, there are water boys on the field for a reason. When you come off the field – you don't need to be, especially if you're out there huffling, puffing, you don't have to look for somebody to bring a, a, some water because there are dudes that are getting paid to do that. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. I was times when I was out on the field coming off. There are guys with the little squeezy bottles and walking around with the trays of water. There are guys that are getting paid to do that. So why don't you pay attention on the sideline, keep yourself engaged that way. I'm just, for me, I, Kyler Murray and I, hey, we're here to support the home team. I am, I'm finding it harder and harder 
to like just all out root for Kyler Murray's success because it's, it's almost like they're turning into too much of a show. And, you know, we'll see. Obviously, he's already made his statement. I'm not playing in the preseason. He's put that out there like almost like it's beneath him to be playing in the preseason. Where I see some of these other guys, even the guys who didn't play in the first week, they'll probably look to get a little work, et cetera, et cetera. And here's the thing, Jay. You don't have to be putting harm's way out there to get under center, take a couple snaps, hand off, maybe throw a quick screen pass just to get yourself acclimated to the what's going on out there, right? Okay. I mean, this whole thing with, you know, everybody's walking around fearful of we can't put our starters out there now because, you know, they're going to get hurt. Man, the NFL survived for how many decades of seasons playing, um, you know, training camp games or preseason yeah. games. As long as you approach them the right way, you're not putting guys in bad situations. I know bad things can happen. They can also happen during regular practices. But right. I just this whole thing with, oh, no, it's against you can't play your starters now. That Okay, we'll see how the season starts off. But this whole thing with Kyler Murray to me has just become – Almost like a little bit of a sideshow. Like, let's watch what he's doing, you know, during the during the game. If he's not playing, let's make sure we keep an eye on him. You know, he's over there calling plays. He's taking guys water, and I'm just I'm really beyond all that, man. So let me ask you this though. So if it when it comes to the the way that things were done, that's it's I I just sometimes I struggle with it because it was always done that way. Does that mean it always has to be continued to be done that way? Meaning in terms of the action or the snaps that players would get, especially when you think about veteran players. And I say that with air quotes, not to say that if you're a second or third year player, you're not a veteran, but you know, somebody who's three, four, five years in they're 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 more veterans than somebody who's in their second or third year. Um, but I wonder if that when you, when it's, it's almost the, sometimes I think, I think it's trying to keep up with the Joneses. Somebody does something that's very odd or just a, that's, that's different. That stands out when you look at, uh, for example, a McVeigh who doesn't play any of his, of his starters for the most part, whether on offense or defense. And then somebody, then somebody says, well, you got to do that too, right? I mean, that sounds crazy. And then they get, they get through the season and they have a decent, they get through the preseason, they have a, decent season well you got to do that if you want to be successful right it's almost like you're trying to copy each other i don't i don't i I, I struggle with that sometimes well you hit it right on the head too jay just because one team does it this way doesn't mean all teams have to do it this way because there's different circumstances for every team out there you've got some teams who have a second or third year quarterback maybe somebody going into his fourth year um then you have a Tom Brady who, or an Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees before he retired. These guys have been about, around every single block there is. So you don't necessarily need those guys to go out there and show you anything in preseason. And here's the thing, Jay. I'm even, we used to, if you, if you go back a, a bunch or a few years, preseason, if nothing else, it was for, nothing else was just for the routine as well. Okay. Do you want your first taste of suiting up? And coming out of the tunnel as your starting quarterback to be on opening day, right? Mm-hmm. Let's at least dress him so he comes out, gets the feel of going out for all, you know, pregame warmups, throwing some passes, getting loose, et cetera, et cetera. One series where he hands the ball three times, right? Right. And then he can sit him down for the rest of the game. Or how about this, Jay? Do you want your first halftime adjustment period? To, to be the first time you do it that year. We used to – remember, they used to call it the dress rehearsal, the uh-huh. second or third game when right. you really got everybody. This guys that knew they were going to play into the first half, you know, deep into the first half. And then 
They might even sit down toward the end of the first half, but we're still coming out to start the second half. So you guys get used to coming out that tunnel after going down and cooling down for 20 minutes. And we know the routine. We do some adjustments, et cetera, et cetera. These guys, as far as that portion of the analysis or prep, that's no longer even an option. They're like, Mm -hmm. hey, we're not putting anybody out there. Uh, You know, we'll just figure it out game one. And you got to remember, too, Jay, some of these young cats, it's going to be their first time through it, meaning when it really, really counts. These preseason games when Kyle is not dressing, JJ's not dressing, D-Hop's not dressing. We know he ain't dressed for six games anyway. AJ (laughs) Green's not dressed. You run down the list. These are the veterans that that you would hope would be there to show these young guys, hey, this is how we do it, you know. And like I said, everybody's first taste of it, some of these guys' first taste of it is going to be on actual uh, September, whatever the first date is of coming out. That's going to be their very first taste of this really counts now, and we're doing it for the very first, very first time instead of prepping, you know. And here's the thing, the other thing, Jay. It's yeah. almost like, well, you know, we don't want to upset Kyler, so we're not even going to ask him to dress or anything like that. We'll just, you know, we'll just live with the fact we'll hopefully get a few practices in, a good practice in, and he'll be ready to go because, you know, he's a consummate professional. You know, he's never, hmm. okay, we're just going to put, you know, we allow him to basically run the asylum. And it's just, it's, it's almost like, Man, I just – I wish that I played in this era when I could tell my head coach or my – you know, who, what what I'm going to do or what's acceptable for me. Oh, right. my goodness. I, it's new day and age, bro. So yeah, so along those lines, it's, uh, I came across this as uh, – uh, something from, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Holiday, Ryan Hollins. Uh, if, if, forgive me for, for the la- the gentleman's last name, but it, essentially it was a quote, kind of a stoicism type of thing, uh, where if going through hard things is good so that that way you can be able to go through and understand, uh, if everything is always easy, then once the, the first time that you face anything hard, whether, you know, hard can be seen as adversity or just that the first time you go through a difficult workout, that's not necessarily adversity as in getting over an injury, but going through those tough things to be able to understand how to adjust and how to continue to stay mentally locked in. That's what it would seem like the preseason should be. Let's put you in some different situations. Let's see how you work with this. We've tried this in practice. Let's see how it works when people are going 75 to 100% in terms of in a preseason game to see how we do so we get that on film and we can say, all right, we're not going to call that exact play, but we're going to see, we're, we're going to see something similar to that. So let's adjust to make sure that we get it right the next time. I, that, that's what it would seem like to me. It's okay to put people under some type of. Yeah. I mean, you, if you think about it too, Jay, these practices nowadays are so scripted. They're also scripted for success. So, you know, mm. they wants to run his top 15 plays. He wants to run them against the best. 15 D for the, the, those plays against the 15 defenses that that play works against because he wants to show everybody what the successful look of it looks like. So right. now you get into a game or at least full out game situations come a few weeks from now. And yeah. maybe they don't line up in that defense that, you know, that, that we've been looking to run this against for, you know, the last uh, two months or so. And they get into something that looks a little funky. And instead of, like you said, going through actual game time uh, uh, atmosphere with the preseason game, even if it's just one or two snaps that you run a few plays that you might have. You know, here's the thing. You don't show all your formations. You don't show all your motions. You don't show all your packages as far as 
uh, you know, different, you know, whether it's two tight end, one, you know, four wide, different things like that. But you at least want to get out there and put some stuff on film to, you know, when it's not practice where we got the soft whistle where nobody's going down, where, you know, we're going to run against this defense and it looks good. Bruh, I've been in practice before and there's all kinds of different ways to do it. I've been in practice before. You run the play. Hey, that didn't look like it was supposed to. Let's rerun that again. It's like, wait a minute. What if we get out there and they actually do something yeah. that doesn't look like we, you know, and because they, they want it to look all pretty and this and that. And, I, you know, Kingsbury strikes me as a guy where he wants everything to look good. And, you know, so, hey, hey, he's going to a defensive uh, uh, backs coach. Hey, <laughs> make sure you play outside leverage on this one because I really want to show them what it looks like when they play outside leverage because this play is really good against the cornerbacks to play us with outside leverage, you know. Ooh. It's like, you know. And like I said, that's what some of these preseason games are for. And here's the thing, Jay. We haven't been at their practices necessary to say, okay, this is exactly what they're doing. But like I said, there's no way to simulate, uh, you know, what they're, what is going to be coming for them in a few weeks against a Kansas City team that, you know, like I said, they're out there putting some, they're throwing some stuff against the wall to see what, will shake out with their starters, et cetera, et cetera. And they got some different things. Here's the thing. They lost um, Tyreek Hill. So what are they yeah. doing, Jay? Hey, we got to see what this looks like without Tyreek. We can't just, you know, sit around and practice. So let's get Patrick out there for a series or two, uh, see who is one of his favorites might be, see what some of these calls might look like, you know, shake some of the rust off. Hey, they if they come out first week of the season – and they look like they're on a treadmill going at 12, but they're keeping up. And we look like we're on a treadmill going at 12, trying to catch our breath because we haven't been tested. That's mm. going to be a true sign for me. Interesting. But yeah, and then so it, it, it would be, you gotta, you gotta point out both sides of it. So when we talk about this, so we, I know we had some of the similar kind of uh, question marks going into when we were in the preseason last, last year. And going into the season, uh, the regular season, they started off the offense started off well with, you know, with, uh, and so of course we know that they started off seven and zero with, uh, putting up 38, 34, 31, 37. Uh, there was a 17 in there against, uh, San Francisco, but, uh, then, uh, 37 and 30, 37 and another 31 in terms of the points. So it's interesting. It's, 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 it'll be interesting. It's an interesting experiment to see what kind of shakes out there. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I did want to ask you this. This. We we are it's well documented the second half swoons for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I was listening on uh, on the one of the, lo- the local stations here in the area where there where Cliff Kingsbury was asked 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 and answered the question about his about preparing for the second half. And so one of the things trying to trying to uh, players not playing as much during the during the preseason to be able to get them ready for the second half of the season but i know you said this before and i've heard people when our on our on our terrestrial show uh every saturday the easy sports talk show where people have said well once you after the first after the first game after the first play after the first half nobody's 100% so how do you if at all get ready for the a strong second half when you have to go through eight games before you start to get to that second half. How do you do that, or is it possible? Well, you know, the interesting thing about an NFL season, Jay, it is now it's now 17 throwing the bye week, so you talk 18 weeks. Yeah. It's like opening up 18 individually wrapped pieces of candy to eat. Hmm. It's not one of those things where you're getting this big old huge 
chocolate bar where you know, like the ones where they you can break them off. You got rolls. And <laughs> yes, sir. Like this is all eighteen individual games, and what happens is you can't look at it. You can't. What are that old saying? You know how do you eat an ele- eat an elephant one bite, one bite at, a time, at a time? Yes, right? sir. This, if you look at an NFL season, like okay, this is how we're attacking the first half. This is how we're attacking the second half. No, you got to go week to week, and the great coaches know their teams and what inspires them early and then into the season. You got to know when to crack the whip, when to pull it back. You know, it's it's not a one size fits all. It honestly isn't. Every team has their own individual makeup, uh, leadership, whether it's young leadership, old leadership. You got, you know, some old Wiley veterans sometimes that you have to coach a little different and ride a little different than you would maybe some of your young rookies that you're really counting on. Uh, it, there's no one way to do it. Now, there's a formula, but it's, like I said, it's all individualized by that coach's formula. And most coaches will tell you they adapt as they go along and move forward in the process. I'll give you an interesting thing. When I was with Coach Reeves, you could tell Coach Reeves had been around the block a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And he knew to start the season off, and then, you know, even during the off season, this is where I'm gonna be my sternest. This is where I'm gonna be my most strict because I know this is when we have our most energy. This is where we're putting in the most work to build up to being at the top of the mountain physically. Once we start training camp, two days now, these guys are being broke down day by day. You know, their even their mental is being tested. So I gotta know I can't ride them like I did during the off season when the most important thing they had to worry about was making sure they were in on time for a workout. You know, it's not really all that taxing. You know, now, man, I'm, I got to watch to see who is is breaking down physically. When, as a team, I might have to give these guys a rest. But Coach, Coach Reeves had it down to a point, man, where he knew as the season went on and he could tell we were lagging from time to time. Yeah. Man, he would come to us and let us know, hey, all I know is if we have a good finish to this nine on seven right here, I was thinking about taking the pads off the finish. Man, you talk about getting crisp huh. and clean and getting see, you know, everybody running to a spot and hey, pads off. That's the thing, you know. And he and then we got to a point where he was like, Look, it's useless to be in pads the rest of the way. But like I said, he had a plan. Here's the thing, Jay, you can't go into the season just trying to figure it out. You gotta go in with your game plan with the ability to adjust along the way as well. And that's what the great coaches do. If you go into game, like, you know, Kingsbury's talking about, well, I got to figure it out. Because, man, what is real, what is like right now in week, uh, you know, week zero or whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry about that. My phone's ringing. Yeah. Week zero, because we're not even into the, what you call the teeth of the preseason. You can't have an idea. I mean, you can have an idea, but you got to be ready to adjust all the way through. But like I said, it's the good ones. They they already have it kind of mapped out with the ability to make those changes as they go along. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that you say that because again, I look at it the when you're if I'm training for those who listen, I'm a runner. So when if I'm training for a marathon or training for a half marathon or a 10k, you want to get you got to build those miles up. You build those miles up. You don't try to take it easy for. You know, if it's a, if it's a 16 week or a 13 week plan, you don't take it easy for the first six or seven weeks and then ramp it up. You have to ramp it up and then start to taper a little bit. And so it, it would seem that you would, you don't want to make it an easy process to begin with as you're trying to get ready for the season because you don't know what, what going easy in the preseason how that can maybe hurt the team to try to, you want to stack up those wins. Cause think about if the Cardinals hadn't stacked up those wins in the, in the, in the first uh, part of last season, 
how they, you know, they finished with, you know, I mean, it's crazy. They finished with what, uh, 11, 11, six and one or whatever, whatever the, the rest. Yeah. yeah, 11 and six. So as we look in that, it, it's, it's that strong start is what helped. We just want to make sure that we get a good, good finish as well. But so interesting how that works. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals, the, uh, Real quick before we start to, before we touch briefly on this Deshaun Watson, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But the, how the, the, the Baltimore Ravens will be in town on Sunday. We know the Baltimore Ravens haven't lost a preseason game and 21 games and all that stuff. It's, it's crazy that how they have going in. They, the, the outcome matters for different reasons, I think, for the Baltimore Ravens. Do you think this makes the, the players, those who will play, does that make them, a little more focused in this one because they know that the Baltimore Ravens ain't coming to play. Does it matter if it's the second or third, third uh, string uh, players that are in there or does it matter at all? I'm sure it's been brought up to the players and the guys that will be playing will want to be the ones that put an end to it. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm not sure what goes into winning that many preseason games in the world because we do know you're not playing with your best talent out there. Even the Baltimore Ravens they are coming here and Lamar Jackson won't sniff any part of the field just like, uh, Kyler Murray won't from our side. The fact that they strung that many together is, I mean, I think that's just an anomaly yeah. because I, I don't see any reason why, because we all know once like one of these games don't mean anything. You got players right now, rosters are still up at 85, play, 80, 85 players, whatever it is. You got a lot of guys who won't even be wearing their uniforms in another week and a half or two. It's it, strictly, like I said, I have no idea how they pulled this one off. As far as the Cardinals, I would think they would be hyped in terms of, hey, let's put an end to this because then they would get credit for putting an end to it. But yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think one way or the other it's going to bear that much on, you know, the, the the two seasons for these teams because the the, the neither actually neither team is going to be putting too much out there. All right, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So leave me with this. So today it came down as we recorded this at the Cleveland Browns. The quarterback Deshaun Watson has. <sighs> agreed has negotiated has come to terms with an 11 game uh, suspension uh 11 game suspension and uh and a five million dollar fine initially the the suspension was for six games uh man i don't know how i feel about this man because afterwards he was still claiming his innocence in one there were a couple different interviews that he did not too long not not too soon after this was announced one in which he apologized and then he then he went and faced a bigger throng of of uh media and and kind of and recanted that apology and was just it just seemed like he was ill prepared just because you're a professional athlete i don't care if it's basketball football uh tennis whatever it is doesn't mean that you are a great public speaker in terms of trying to handle how to uh, what is it to damage control but um y- your thoughts on this i it's it just seems a little it still seems a little bit sleazy to me even that he that this was negotiated okay I get you want six. I mean, I, I got six. You want a year. I give you 11. Can we do that? Can we meet in the middle and do something like that? It just seems a little bit. It seems it doesn't seem so clean to me. Your your thoughts, your reaction. I feel dirty, bro. Just even as we have to discuss it and, you know, kind of analyze it. And I it just popped into my head. You know, when those the FBI, they get somebody like a Sammy the Bull Gravano and, you know, his past, you know how many people he's accused of killing and done, but he's decided he's going to turn coat on um, the Teflon Don, right? right? So you got almost, hey, well, 
to get the dime, we got to go ahead and lay in bed with this dude. And it is so, I mean, it's almost like, how can you justify that? But it's an end to a means. And as far as the NFL, we know they didn't want this continuing on. That's why they sat down and even accepted this settlement. Because as far as we all knew, Goodell and them, they were like, we want a year, period. We're not even going to talk about it. Let's not even talk about it. But they realized if they fought that hard and let this guy, the the, the, the DA from former uh, DA from Jersey, make his decision, and he would have dropped the indefinite on him or a year, you know the players association would have then in response, hey, we're going to take this to the court, Supreme Court if we have to. This stays in the news way too long, right? So what do they do? They talk it down to 11 games. Hey, now everybody can wash their hands of it, including Deshaun Watson. I now saw that he's had 23 out of 24 of those lawsuits. So now he's down to one lawsuit left. And I think it's the one original girl, young lady, woman, I assume that. She's the one who's holding on. But now he can wash his hands away. I'm sure they're going to continue to try to make a settlement with her. There are no legal charges. He's not, you know, going to be charged by the state or anything like this. Uh, the, the NFL is like, hey, he goes away for 11 games. When he comes back, we'll then have to deal with maybe a few weeks of, you know, some booing and our image maybe taking a little bit of a hit. But those last six games, he gets them in, and then we start afresh for 2023. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I mean, it just – Man, I'm telling you, you get that sense that so many people had their hands in this whole process, and yeah. nobody walks away with clean hands, man. Nobody, yeah. not the not the commissioner, uh, definitely not Deshaun Watson and his team, the uh, Houston Texans. You should be yeah. ashamed of yourself, Cleveland Browns, and you're you should be ashamed of yourself. All right. of them, everybody. Right. So yeah. the fact that now we can play like there's a resolution. And we'll just, you know, everybody's going to put their head down, hope that 11 weeks, nothing happens or nothing new comes out. And then we'll just, everything will be peachy dandy moving forward. And that's, it's, it's, it's sickening, man. And to me, it's, like I say, you just get that dirty, dirty feeling. Yeah. And I can just, I can just, uh, in my mind picture so many Cleveland, Cleveland Browns fans saying, well, at least it's not a year. So let's get to it. We'll see mm-hmm. him. The first, his first game back will be against his former team, the Houston Texans. And yeah. I think part of what that as well, cause I think you're right on point where you talk about possibly what the, the NFL was thinking, man, this is just going to draw for a long period of time. But then I think conversely that the reason that Deshaun was saying, I'll give you 11 and let's try to see if we can, I'll give you something more because the longer that he goes without playing, think about his, you know, and the, the, this word get, gets overused quite a bit, but his legacy, he hasn't played already. He didn't play last season. So if he goes another season without playing and then if this continues to drag on, then how, then when will he play? And he, he's a football player, so he wants to play football. And so that's, that's one of those things. So yeah, interesting. So we'll keep an eye on, uh, uh, other things related to the Arizona Cardinals and see how they fare against the, the Baltimore Ravens and see about, you know, what, what, uh, what players pop. Hopefully we'll see a little bit of Zayvon Collins and maybe see him flash a bit. But uh, as we always say around this time, maybe tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. I believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And as always, we are presented by bet online and uh, until next time, are you kid? Till next time, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.